This is a Reconstructionist radio production. Please visit calcedon.edu to download or purchase this book. The Philosophy of the Christian Curriculum, Russus J. Rushtuni, Ross House Books, Vallecito, California. Part 3 Chapter 6 Christian Education and the University Culture is religion externalized, and every culture represents a faith in action. To understand a culture, it is necessary to understand its basic religious premises and motives. In understanding the religious foundations of a culture, very often its formal religious institutions are the least rewarding source of insight. Temple, church, synagogue and shrine can function as cultural relics sometimes long after their relevance is gone. Thus, in some European countries, as many as 99% of all the people are baptised, a high percentage are confirmed, and a very low percentage believe and practice the Christian faith. Two areas of any civilization will give us ready index to the faith of the people. The two areas are law and education. All law is either an implicitly enacted morality and represents moral norms in the procedures, courts and officers, or it is an open and explicit enactment of a religious code of morality. Whether implicitly or explicitly, it is a moral code, and that moral code rests on a religious premise, on a doctrine of ultimacy or theology. Every legal structure is thus inescapably an establishment of religion, and, historically, the most important and most dominant form of religious establishment the religious foundations of Western law have been Christian, they are in process of being disestablished, and humanism is in process of becoming the established religion of most states in the world today. Christianity, Shintoism, Buddhism, Mohammedanism, Hinduism and other faiths are being steadily disestablished and their laws discarded, and humanistic laws established instead. The same is true of education. The power to educate is being taken away from church and family and controlled and administered by the state. The established religion of the state schools, as witness Dewey's A Common Faith, is a religion of humanity, humanism. In this area, the new religion is facing a strong challenge in the growth of the Christian school movement. It is significant that the challenge to the new faith comes in education. The modern idea of the school in particular as it comes in focus in the university, is very plainly Christian. The classical world had a few academies, but the idea of the university was alien to it. The presupposition of the university is a universe, a unified entity. This is clearly the world created by one God with one law and one universe. From top to bottom there is a unity. Truth is the same everywhere because God created all things. Mars and Venus do not have another system of truth than we do. This seems so obvious to us that we forget that this concept is alien to antiquity and increasingly alien to many in our midst. Clark Kerr, as president of the University of California, denied the idea of a universe in favour of a multiverse. He denied a unifying truth in favour of the equal validity or invalidity of all ideas. One practical consequence was the granting of a degree in witchcraft. The classical world was largely polytheistic 
It believed in a multiverse. There were many gods and many truths. No truth belonged in common to all creation, nor any god. One consequence of this position was a two-headed opinion which affects us. First, in a polytheistic world, there is no sovereign god over all things, and no absolute good and evil. A man may choose to create his own gods and his moral options. Intellectually, this provided the roots of the doctrine of academic freedom. No opinion or teaching has any more claim to validity or truth than any other. All opinions and ideas are equally valid and equally false. Ideas or universals do not exist in matter or the material world as such. They are the perception of man of abstract concepts. Progress requires the imposition of the idea of form upon matter. The Greek city-states, often widely di- often widely different in nature, and Rome, were thus ideas in action. Second, while this idea meant the implicit equality of all ideas, and hence academic freedom, it also meant imperialism. In a multiverse, in a polytheistic realm or cosmos, no idea is any inherent necessity. No idea is basic to the nature of things. Its extension thus is by imposition and by imperialism. Polytheism thus, in both ancient and modern forms, is imperialistic. Our age thus holds to an anarchistic doctrine of academic freedom and works harder than all others to impose ideas on others. This should not surprise us. Anarchism requires imperialism and there is no possible communication through a given common realm of truth. A Christian, therefore, in an academic setting, faces a peculiar assault. Because he believes in a binding truth in all men, he is an enemy of academic freedom. At the same time, because he is not open to the equality of good and evil, truth and error, he is thus the target of academic and administrative imperialism. Since he will not be reduced to the common level of pragmatism and expediency, he is the target of bulldozing activities. To resist this assault, he must gain epistemological self-consciousness. He must be aware of his theological roots. Christian education presupposes one God, one law, one truth, one universe. The Christian educator does not claim to have the absolute truth, but he insists that truth is absolute and it is real. His body of truth has its canon, the scriptures, as the rule of faith and practice. To teach a discipline from a Christian perspective, therefore, means to presuppose not a polytheistic multiverse, but the triune God as Lord and Creator. It means that the world is not a product of man's will and idea, but of God's creative fiat. It means that there is a universe of coherency and meaning, that, instead of brute or unintelligible and meaningless factuality, we have a universe of total meaning. Because it is totally the handiwork of God, the universe is not only a universe of meaning, but of law. There is necessity in that law and meaning, violations of which produce unhappy consequences. That order of necessity comes from God, not man. Where we place necessity, we will determine our society, our education and our culture. If we place necessity in man, we will have totalitarian man and his tyrant state. If we place necessity in God, we will deny it to man, and culture and its education will stress the law structure of reality rather than the law structure of the state. We will teach history, predestination by God, not social science.
predestination by man. We will teach economics, the fact of necessity and the nature of things, rather than political economics, with necessity transferred to the state. In brief, we will have radically opposed premises and conclusions. The Reconstructionist Radio Podcast Network brings to you a complete lineup of podcasts where you will hear practical and tactical theology. Our desire is not simply that you consume our shows, but that you also live out your faith in every area of life. We can talk all day long about these things, but if we fail to put them into practice, then we fail as ambassadors of Jesus Christ, our King. Subscribe now to your favorite Reconstructionist Radio Podcast Network shows, or you can subscribe to the Reconstructionist Radio Master Feed, where all of the content we produce including the audiobooks and audio articles, will pop up as soon as they are available. And don't forget to visit ReconstructionistRadio.com to volunteer as a narrator or to partner with this ministry financially. May the Holy Spirit stir you into action for Christ and His Kingdom.